Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. Sunday night for us, which is still Valentine's, St. Valentine's Day. Monday morning for you guys. San Valentin's. So um, we are here. It is, it is uh, evening, late night. We just finished dinner. It was so good. It's not that late, is it? No, I mean, it ain't. I didn't say it was super late. I said it's late. Yeah. And uh, we're here, guys. Um, hopefully you guys were able to enjoy service. If you didn't, check it out. You know, we had a great service. and uh, Be there or be square. You know, great turnout. It was a blessing. It was a blessing to see. You know, old faces, new faces. Same face, faces. Same faces. Faces <laughs> we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. You know, and um, it was just really nice. You know, we met, we met a nice couple from mm-hmm. Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, they came to visit us. Um, that was cool, you know, and, and got to talk with them for a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, he surrendered his life to the Lord. Amen. You know, and uh, that's always a blessing. And, and prayed over them, you know, and... Uh, it was just a good day, you know, a very, very, very good day. And It started out kind of weird. It was rough, guys. It was really, really rough today. Everything that could go wrong, well, not everything, but basically a lot of things that could go wrong did all at the same time. But you guys don't want to hear all that. It's probably boring. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah, they do. Oh, Okay. Yeah, they do. You know what? We left the house this morning because we had so much to carry because today, well, being Valentine's, you know, we had to give the mamas, you know, and the women and all the women something special. So for me, it started last night, you guys, because we ended up getting roses for all the women um, of the church. And I ended up, did you know that I had gotten roses with all kinds of thorns on them? I heard you saying that. Yeah. Do you know how many pokes I have in my hands? Because I had to literally, I had to take the thorns off with my hands last night. Why don't you use a knife? It it was harder. Oh, really? So breaking them off, breaking all the thorns off of all these rose stems was easier for me than sitting there trying to get it off with a knife. So I was breaking them off last night. But, um, you know, we were carrying so much stuff out this morning. And we're on the road, and I forget the iPad, guys, with all my lyrics for the music. Do you guys know our whole instrumental is on the iPad of all the songs? Yeah, remember I showed you guys one time? If you guys are, if you guys are new, then you won't know. But if you guys are always with us, then you know that I do multi-tracks off of... Um, How the- crucial it is, and... We're like 15 minutes from the church, 20 minutes away from home. Realize we forgot the iPad. So I immediately call Abraham, and he's already on the road because he was—he leaves a little bit after us. He takes my car. Well, um, let me say this, though. We did leave 20 minutes late on top of that. Yeah. Which, yeah. which? No, 15 minutes. We left at 8.45. Which is very, very frustrating guys that's a that's like a major pet peeve of mine like if i ever quit preaching it won't be for anything else but that 
That's how bad it is, leaving late. So we left late, and then 20 minutes in, yeah, we forgot the iPad. So I call Abraham, and I tell him, honey, I need you to go back to the house. And he had already left. And I told him where it was, um, you know, where I obviously had thought I had left it. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's he comes back and looks for it. I get busy at the church. David's really, really busy because... Well, I'll tell them why. Yeah. So he gets busy. He's really, really busy. I call my other son and I tell him, listen, I need you to please get the iPad, get the lyrics, have them ready, go outside and give them to Abraham when he gets there so he doesn't have to run off because we need, every minute is crucial right now. Yeah. Because he so, would have barely, he would barely have gotten there at ten, as long as Matthew was outside, literally waiting to hand it waiting over to, to, hand him. It to him. So Matthew falls back to sleep, guys. Fell back to sleep. He did not come down to look for it or anything. Abraham comes inside, which and I'm still fuming about. Abraham comes back inside and he's looking for the iPad. I left the iPad on top of the dining room table, not where I told him it was, covered by my lyrics because I was busy grabbing all the roses and everything. And he was trying to call us at the church and we weren't nowhere next to our phones. Oh, I was next to it. It was on silent though because the service was going to Yeah. Start. So, you know, I'm sitting there feeling bad. He's trying to get a hold of us, finally gets a hold of David. And guys, it was just a mess. And... I had not even practiced at all this morning. Um, And, you know, he finally does find it. And then he's running. Um, David just told him to not rush over there because I'm not going to risk my son getting all of a sudden into an accident. And I know David didn't want that either. So he told him not to um, risk speeding getting over there. I told him just, I'll start service late. I'd rather have service late than risk your life. Yeah. Don't speed. Yeah, so we didn't want to have him speeding there. Um, I was just grateful that my son um, was able to do this for us. You know, he's, I'm just blessed by him. You know, he's such a good kid. Well, the list ain't done of the things that went wrong. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm waiting patiently. We're waiting patiently. And go ahead. (laughs) So this starts out last night. We have a computer here. And as you guys know, we have a new computer over there in the media center. And um, last night I was on this computer and I'm like, why are all these files on this computer, on this desktop? You know how your desktop starts filling up with a bunch of icons? And I saw icons on this computer that had nothing to do with it. It was all the song lyrics, all this stuff. I'm like, how did, first of all, I couldn't figure out how it got here. <laughs> so I started throwing it into the recycle bin, cleaning up this desktop. I literally left only one icon. There was a bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with this computer. And you told me that, too. Yeah, and I'm like, why are these files on this? It didn't make sense to me. So we leave here late, get there late, no iPad. I turn on the computer over there, turn on OBS. OBS is the software we use so you guys can watch the service stream. And all the lyrics are gone. Completely wiped off my desktop over there. Apparently, Windows 10 
because I, I don't know what happened, right? Basically, I guess apparently everything's in the cloud now without me knowing. So that means Bill Gates has all of our files too, probably. That's why they did that, so they can oh, wow. monitor everybody's files. Like, I didn't never chose to put my files on the cloud. So apparently when I deleted everything here, it deleted everything over there. So that's why you guys didn't have any song lyrics. Because they're gone. But I was able to restore them. I went to the, the little garbage can, you know, on that computer at the church. And all the files were still there. So I was able to hit restore at 9.55. There was no way I could set the, the lyrics up at that time. That's why you guys didn't have lyrics. I was so frustrated, guys. That's why I was telling you, you know, um, we're going to start service late. Because not only was the iPad not there... I couldn't find the lyrics. I thought I could fix the lyrics. There's no way that could be done. I had apologized to a couple of people that came up to me um, that tried to have a conversation with me. And I, I, I felt bad. I did tell them later. I didn't even look their way. I'm like, hey, we're not even going to start service. Can you please let me do this? You know? And I felt really bad. And I, I went right before service, actually. I didn't want that to hurt their feelings. But I was just like, please leave me alone. I'm trying to... We're, we're not going to start service we're not going to have a service, is what I said, if I don't fix this. Yeah, and I know your mom tried to go up to you, too, and so did I, and I just walked away after because I realized Yeah, you that. came up to me, you're like, hey, your mom's here, you want to give her the flowers? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like, going to have a, we're not okay. gonna have a service right now, if you know, and it was just, yeah, it, it was, was rough, guys. And then, and then I start worship, and I don't have lyrics to look at. Yeah. I have no screen, and he had originally turned it on, I have nothing to look at. Guys, you guys know that um, I, I have no peripheral vision, guys, so I can't see um, well at all. That's why sometimes I have to have them in front of me. And I was like, the lyrics, I need you to turn that TV on up there. I can't see. There's nothing there. Because the, the, There's this giant screen where the people in the church can sing along. And there's another monitor. A little monitor. So the people on stage can see. That's why if you ever see me read a scripture, I'm looking up. I'm not looking at God. I'm looking at the screen. <laughs> and that screen, some I don't know how, turned off. But once we start worship, when she looks at me like the screen, and I'm just like, hey, there's nothing I can do. I'll tell you why. Because if I actually would go turn that on, it would shut the whole PowerPoint off. And yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's no way you could do it because what happens? You turn one TV on, both of them shut off, and then the PowerPoint turns off on the computer. So there's no. Way. She's trying to sing, looking at me, and finally I'm like, "There's no TV. Like, <laughs> quit looking at me because there's nothing I can do." I'm like, you know? "Oh man, you know." And since these are newer songs, you know, I just I just had to deal with whatever I had on the paper and. I'm trying to look and I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bear with it, you know? And I'm just like, Lord, you just gotta guide me through. Guys, this is, uh, this is what, what, what ministry is, you know? And, and you go through the ups and downs, but here's the thing, you gotta be ready in and out of season and you gotta just, you just gotta go through it. And, um, and, you know, the Lord strengthens you, and He just, you know, He just musters you through it, you know? It, it just, it is what it is, and um, yeah, you it, just praise God through it, and you just, you know, you just thank Him through it. 
there's it's hard because you know there's you know people wake up on Sunday people are coming with expectation and um, you know we want to be um, in the spirit we want to be you know and it's hard dealing with things like that and there's nothing that you could do I mean sometimes things happen you know there's nothing you know I can't blame there's no blame it just things happen you know I I, I, I didn't I should have thought twice when I saw those files here I should have really thought about it before I dumped them you know, I mean, you grabbing the flowers and everything and, and the iPad, I mean, it happens. You know, it's not every day we're grabbing flowers to go on Sunday, you know, and, and just these issues and things. But, man, you know, and then we know there's a lot of people waiting online because you guys know that we start very promptly. And, um, But I, I, I'm grateful because even though, you know, Sharon had some trouble seeing the lyrics, that you could tell that she went off a few times because, you know, the screen wasn't there and you can't, she did her best, you know, and I still think worship was beautiful, you know, and I was able to preach and once, for me, you know, I had so much tension, you know, I couldn't, honestly, it was really hard for me to even worship because I was just thinking of, of all this stuff that was going wrong, but man, once I hit that pulpit and started preaching, you know, it was just like, man, like, like, it just broke, you know, and um, I was able to just do what God called me to do, you know, and it was beautiful, you know, and, and that's the thing is that you can't let those things ruin the day. Yeah. I mean, you know, being frustrated, that's normal. I mean, who wouldn't be? Because here's the thing is I want it to be right for you guys. Like, it bothered me that you guys weren't seeing the lyrics. That bothered me because I care. I want I want to give... There's one thing that, that, that I've, I always say, and I'm going to say it again, that Sharon taught me, brought to the table in my life, is presentation. Presentation means everything. And it's true. You know, it, it's true. And you really look at, look at everything you do or get or whatever, it, it's presentation, you know, and... And especially like the Bible says, everything you do in word or deed, do it unto the Lord. You know, so if I make a PowerPoint, if I make an OBS file, if I if we have things going around on the screen for you guys to watch, I want to do it to the best unto the Lord and also as an appreciation to you guys, because you guys know the microphones, the cameras, and that's because of you guys, you know, and and um, I want to be a good steward to that and mm -hmm. and just give you guys a you know you guys it's hard enough being home watching a service so i guess we want it to be presented well since you are at home or you're far away or maybe you're sick watching online we just want you to feel like you're there and we keep tweaking different things you know we watch the service right now parts of it and sharon was like man it's too zoomed in you know can you move it back a little bit and there's things in the sound that we heard, and, and I was like, that's what this is about. This you, We watch it and say, hmm, I could do that better next week. We can change this next week, you know, and, and that's how, how it's done, you know. Yeah, that's how we learn. Yeah. You know, um, I have this piece here in my living room um, that, you know, it's a big hutch, 
It's a wooden hutch that I have. And I remember I found this hutch, um, I'm going to say maybe about nine years ago, about nine, nine, ten years ago, almost going on. And I found it in an alley. And it was, it was somebody's trash, guys. It was, it's a big, beautiful hutch. To me, it's beautiful. Um, but it was somebody's trash. It was, it was so dirty, so full of cobwebs. It was just so messed up and broken down. Um, and I remember that it had leaves and dirt in it and everything. And I remember that I, I, I wanted it really bad. It was so heavy. The boys were like, seriously, mom, you want us? And I, and I got a little truck and I had them pick it up for me. And I took it to my backyard and I swept everything out of it and I cleaned it up and I started sanding it and I just started to distress it and I started to kind of just work on it and I, I gave it life again and it became part of, it became like the focal point of like my living room and my home everywhere that I went, you know, like everybody wanted to take pictures in front of it. Everybody, you know, because it was the vintage hutch. It was like, yeah, you know, it, nice. it became like the beautiful piece of my home. And everybody was like, wow, this piece, you know, and, but I saw value in something that somebody didn't see value in. And I always believe that, um, a lot of the times we, we miss the mark and things or we're so quick to to see the beauty in, in things or um, or we're too quick, quick to to, not, cri to criticize. You mean quick to not see the beauty. To, or, sorry, yeah, quick to not see the beauty in things or we're so quick to criticize in the little things when we don't even see the hard work that's put into something yeah. or, you know, and a lot of those things, you know, and and it just, it made me learn a lot about what it is that now that you see that value in me when I always say that just doing things in excellence mm -hmm. is so important, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why that has stuck with me so mm -hmm. much, you know? Um, and I, I, I just, I, I think that is one of the biggest, the biggest attribute in my life and why it's so important to me just in everything that I do. And I think that's going to be with me forever, yeah. you know? I'm gonna um I gotta grab my battery charger. This thing's at three percent. It's about to die. Okay. So give me a second, guys. So while he grabs that, oh you're it's the long one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have it right here. Okay. Yeah, guys, so but this phone is about to you die. You know, so I it just made me learn so much, guys. It it really did. And I'll tell you, you know, a lot of the times it's when we see something that's broken, when we see something that has just gone through a lot in life, um, it actually has so much more value because there's so much of a story behind it. It has it has a story to tell. It's because it's actually gone through something, you know? Let me plug this in a bit. Okay. So that way it doesn't die. There it goes. <laughs> Got it. All right. I love that thing. Now it's crooked. It's still crooked. Go like that. Uh, it is what it is. So, 
You know, that, that reminds me of a story. Um, I remember, I don't know if it was a sermon I did in prison or something, but basically I, it was, I don't remember it, but it was something to the effects of Jesus loves junkyards. Mm. You know, and, and when you go to junkyards, it's cars that have been in wrecks and totaled and burnt and crushed. And nobody wants them. They're just there as scrap metal. That's all it is. And the scriptures, how the scriptures say that he will choose the rejected things of this world to confound the wise. You know, and, and there, it's, it's so many people feel rejected. Let me see, I think it was, there it is. So many people feel rejected. Now it's crooked. I'm telling you, it's been no, crooked. No, it wasn't crooked. Hey, did you guys notice that I put the cross up right, this one right behind? Wait, where am I going? Right there, the big one there. That one, the one that Louis made. He made mm -hmm. that one right there. And I put a few more up. I don't can't find them right now, though. I put like a few more, but that big one. So he chooses the rejected things of this world. You know, and... I know a lot of people feel that way. Like, I don't know why. I think sometimes people say this without really thinking about it. They'll be like, um, oh, now now that you're going to jail, now you go to Jesus. Oh, now that you're sick, oh, now you're going to Jesus. Or now that you're, you lost your job or whatever it is that you go through, now you're going to Jesus. It's actually a stupid statement. Because nobody would say to somebody... Can you imagine somebody sitting in front of the dentist's office and saying, why are you here? My two-thirds. Oh, now you're two-thirds, so now you come to the dentist. <laughs> Nobody sits in front of the hospital at the ER as people are trying to rush in because they're bleeding or this or that. Be like, oh, now that you're bleeding, now you want to go to the ER. <laughs> because that's why the ER is there. Mm -hmm. That's why the dentist is there. That's why the hospital's there. That's why the doctor's there. So, it doesn't make any sense when people say that. Oh, now you're this, now you're that, now you're going to look for him? He says, come to me, all who are heavy laden, yeah, and yeah. I will give you rest. So, it's just a... So, when you're heavy, and you're heavy laden, and all is when you're broken, and isn't that when you will turn to Jesus? Exactly. So, that's why, you know, I'm just like, he loves a junkyard. Yeah. He loves to find the one that was rejected, the one that's been in a car wreck and the one that's been crushed, the one that has been torn down, the one that has broken. been ripped in pieces and broken and shattered, and he finds you. And he puts you all back yeah. together. There's people that lo love to restore old cars. Yeah. And they and, and it's it's so, I think it's awesome. I don't have the patience for it, nor the money. But, you know, in my culture, a lot of people fix up lowriders. They get old Impalas and old Plymouth and old, you know, old... Ford trucks and Chevy trucks and I think it's awesome I love to see restored cars but those people man they will get a car that's gutted and put it together piece by piece you know they will find and search for that piece that it needs that headlight that that wiper that windshield and, and they will go searching everywhere on the internet and junkyards and everything because they they're putting this car together piece by piece, and when they're done, it looks immaculate. Yeah. 
what do you think the Lord is doing with you <laughs> when he finds you? And, and it might be junk to somebody else, but to the one that's looking for that specific car, that's a treasure. Yeah. And that person will be excited and they'll go get a flat trailer and they will load that piece of rusted junk on there and they go home so excited. You know why? Because they don't look at it for what it is. They look at it for what they're going to do to it. Mm-hmm. And how do you think the Lord looks at you? He doesn't look at you when you're broken and shattered and broken. He knows what he's going to make you. You know, and, and, and he takes his time and he polishes you up and shines you up and take, cuts out the rust. Sometimes that part hurts when he cuts the rust out of yeah. us. But you so, know what? Let me, he let has me. to. He has to do it because if not, the rust will eat, eat at you. Let me let me ask you a question. Like for you, me as as a woman and as a woman to you, how do you look at me? What do you mean? Like, as how do you look at me? Like, what kind of woman? Like, you know? Um, I'm not sure what you mean in comparison. I'm not sure where you're going. Like, just how do you look oh, at me? Oh, you're my wife. What do you, I'm not I know, sure. but as as what type of woman? Like as a as a strong, complete woman. Like what? Like what kind of woman do you look at me as? Oh. Well, yeah, you're a strong woman. You're my wife. You're Sharon. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure because I think you're trying to direct me, but I don't know which way you, no, what, just, what you mean. No, just, you know. I'm not sure what you're getting at. You know, well, you were just saying a few things, you know, about mm-hmm. somebody being complete, somebody being restored and everything. So you see me as being a woman who's restored, somebody who's being, somebody who's strong, somebody who, who is not that broken down person and everything, right? No, but we know each other's stories. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that would fit if I didn't know your past. Mm-hmm. And I think that would fit if you didn't know, but we do know each other's past. So we know we were those people that were rejected and broken. Yeah. You know, but I look back and I'm like, I'm not that same man. Yeah. And I know your story, so you're not that same woman. You know, and, and the thing is, as we mature in the Lord, God is polishing things up and yeah. he's fixing things up. And he's, and he's cutting rust out, and he's restoring, you know, and, and that's what he does. Yeah, because the fact that I was that, that broken woman, the fact that I was that woman, you know, is, is that I was just that broken woman, that woman that had all of that missing, do you get what I'm saying? And now to be that woman filled with that restoration is, yeah. is just, you know, is exactly what you're well, saying. When, when I went with Abraham to pick and pull, because mm-hmm. we we're trying to find a part for his truck, and there's all these trucks that are the same year as his, but they're just gutted. Like, yeah. people came and just, they gutted it. There was nothing. Like, he wanted this little part that goes on the dashboard. There was missing. Like, these trucks were gutted. And th- do you understand that this is what the world does to you, is it guts you. It guts you. If you're a man, you know, there's women that come and, and they hurt you and they gut you. And there's men that come into your life and they gut you. And, and each time they come, they take a little piece of you. And before you know it, you're just some gutted car with no wheels and no engine or no nothing. Yeah, but sometimes, but sometimes even those that have been gutted, there might be a nut or a bolt that still has life mm-hmm. that ends up being life for somebody, you know? Yeah. But then he comes. Yeah. He comes walking through. He's like, hmm, I could do something with this one. Yeah. You know, and and that's why, like, for me, 
I get Moses. When Moses, when, when God called Moses to free the people and tell Pharaoh, he's like, who am I? Like, I don't even know how to talk. Yeah, he was a stuttering man. I don't know how to yeah. talk. You know, and I remember saying, Lord, why are you calling me? Like, I'm just a criminal. I'm an ex-con. I'm, an, I'm a con, actually, not an ex. I'm going to be an ex-con. Shouldn't you find somebody at some Bible college somewhere? Somebody somebody that's educated? Somebody that that is, is more presentable? Somebody that doesn't have this face? You know? What's wrong with your face? I don't know. You said it was a fat face earlier. <laughs> you scared me in the window, babe. That's you said why. a big fat face. <laughs> you guys, he scared the cat at the window and scared me with his big face. And he went like this, whoo, and his big old face was at the window. My face ain't that big. <laughs> but he was at the window, guys, and he scared the heck out of me and this the stuff, cat. Here's the thing that don't make sense. I literally, she's in the kitchen, I walk out the back door. You went to the garage, though. Which is by the back window. So. <laughs> no, it's not, you're, it's in the garage. You're scared of seeing my face, but yet you knew I was out there. I thought you were in the garage, not scaring the cat and me and the cat made the same face <laughs> both of them looks the same their eyes went like this both it was weird because this eye saw the cat's eyes and this eye saw your eyes because you guys were right there and they're they both turned and went like this it scared me you guys okay anyhow like, you guys are weird all right man. go back to what you were saying i don't know what i was saying <laughs> what do you mean i don't i don't know what i was saying I think I was done, actually, but that's what the Lord does, man. He restores, <sighs> and, um, you know, don't let, don't let society or others say that you are junk, used goods, you've been wrecked too much. You know, when, when your car gets hit too bad, they don't fix it. They call it a total. They total it. They're like, oh, the insurance says uh, they claim it as total. And a lot of times these cars, they're, all they need is a bumper or whatever. It's just cheaper for the insurance just to pay it off than to fix that car. You know, but. I think they, in the, um, I think in the DMV they call them salvaged as no, well. No, if they can be fixed. If they can be if fixed. They they, can. But they still give it a salvage name, you know, and. and no, they're totaled unless you salvage it. Okay. It's not salvage until it's salvage, meaning it was saved. Ooh. But, uh, that's good. Ooh. Should have saved it for Sunday. Man, I give you guys all the goods and devotionals, and then I don't preach on it on Sunday. Actually, you can still preach on that. Yeah, I'll probably that's have actually some, really good. I'll probably have something different by Sunday. But Something's going through your noggin right now. No, you know what's weird? You know, I, I've said this way back on the devotionals that I almost wanted to stop the devotionals like after 30 or 40 of them because I'm like I remember telling you I'm like these devotionals are good I'm giving so much stuff away I'm going to end up running out of sermons to preach remember <laughs> you remember me saying that yeah. I'm like I better quit doing these devotionals because basically each devotional sometimes turns into a, a sermon itself and that's five a week. That's five sermons. 
You know, so in my head, I'm like, I'm going to run out and be tapped out. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. The more devotionals I do, the more the Lord gives me on Sunday. It's weird. You know, and I, and uh, and on Sunday after I preach, I'm just like, my heart is wide open and I'm preaching. And I'm just like, man, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to have nothing for next week. And then, and then it happens. You know, like, it's weird. Like, like this tree we have, this, what is it? Tangerine. Tangerine tree. Every year we pull them off, and, and the next year there's twice as much. And then there's more the next year. You know, I don't know how many years we've been here now, but two or three. One on three. Yeah. And it's, it, it feels like the same way. It's like the more, the more that we pour out into these devotionals, the more we pour out into the Bible studies, the more God pours out on Sunday. It's yeah. weird. It's kind of a weird thing. I don't know. It's crazy because this time there was so much more that we couldn't even reach the ones to the yeah, top, and now yeah. they're all falling. You know, we can't reach them. Even with the thing, we can't reach we them. Can't there's even so many reach branches. Them. There's so many. Yeah. So there's a lot. Yeah, guys, you are. You might be totaled, but God's gonna salvage you, and He's gonna restore you. Yeah. And there is no car. Well, you're not a car. But there's nothing in, in the, what are they called again? What do they call them, those places where the cars are at? Oh, the uh, wrecking yards. Yeah, there is no such thing as a human wrecking yard that God can't restore. He is the master restorer. Hmm. He's the master of restoring. And the beautiful thing is he doesn't have to go find the parts. You know what he, you know what he does? He doesn't find the broken parts. He put parts of himself in you. He fixes you in himself because the Bible says that he clothes you with Christ. Because he's the creator. So, all right, guys. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you had a great Valentine's Day. Um, Tell me what you did. I want to know what you guys did for Valentine's on the comments. Like, seriously, I want to know. What did you guys do? Let me know. I wonder if Michelle Paleo gave Tony a bowl of Frosted Flakes and then said, you're great. <laughs> That's a dad joke. That's seriously a dad joke. I think that's, that's amazing. How did she say it? You're great. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Oh my gosh. You're goofy. Anthony de la Garza. The Kool-Aid man broke through the wall. I know, Kool-Aid man broke through the wall. <laughs> and who else? I don't know. Come on, keep I it going. I can't think right now. Like seriously? All I know is that I need my musicians, man. Like seriously, I need my, I need a guitar player. I need my uh, my keyboard player. Mm -hmm. What else? A drummer. Yeah, we need a drummer, a bass player, guitar player, and keyboard. That's all we want. Four instruments. Is that so hard, guys? Out of the billions of people on this earth. Seriously. There's got to be one. one drummer, one keyboardist, one bass player, one guitar player, and all the billions of people on this earth. At least a keyboard player for now. Even a, even the drummer and the keyboard right now, I'd be happy with that. 
I'll do flips. I will do a flip online. Or even even no, even I won't do a flip even bass, even a bass or guitar and and the keyboard. Or just any of those two for now. I'd be happy. I just Lord You guys better start praying with me because you know, we just we just need some musician guys, and I ask that you guys pray with me in regards to that. What's cool about the what the system we use, for those of you that don't know, is we actually buy these tracks from the actual artists themselves. So they give us full tracks, meaning the drums, the bass, the keyboards, the synthesizer, the strings, whatever it is. So if somebody came in and said, hey man, I want to do the keyboards to that song, we could literally just turn the keyboard down to that song. So you will literally be playing with the full sound, you know, and, and as we add more musicians, we'll just keep muting those, you know, if we get a drummer, turn the drums off, get a bass player, turn the bass off and, and so on and so, so on and so forth. That's the beauty of multi-tracks. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Pretty cool system. So Yeah. So guys, um, you know. I'm just going to keep praying, guys, and I'm going to start praying over those instruments more and more and more because, uh, you know, the Lord answers prayers. So, you know, Amen. the Lord's going to touch somebody's heart. Amen. So, guys, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Enjoy your coffee. Enjoy your morning. Um, and let me know what you guys did for Valentine's. I want to know who cooked what and what you guys did. And we will see you guys tomorrow. See you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.